Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. Open loops. You must listen to the open loops, a theme park for absurd beliefs and systems of integration between the mind and the creative spirit. Open loops. I consider it an affront to my family that you haven't heard about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. Okay, let me let me just lay this out for you. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. And, and get this, okay? Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money, moolah from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Mind-bending as entertainment. That's what intellectual escapism is. If that's what you're looking for, you're in the right place. That's right. It's between your ears, that special spot in your mind where... Between knowing and not knowing, all possibilities lives. It's a theme park for the intellect, the imagination, the loopers going round and round, searching answers, finding questions. That's right. It's open loops, conversations that bend, a late night talk show for the shamelessly fringe. With me, Greg Bornstein. Hey there. Today we have... Lynn Louise Larson, who is a hypnotist like no other. She is the cosmic Valkyrie. What did that mean to me? I had no idea. Did I have to find out? You'll hear it in this interview. It gets interesting. It gets special. I love Lynn Louise because she is such a warm, uh, funky kind of presence i think she's warm and funky like kind of playful kind of uh kind of like a bad girl of hypnosis um had a lot of personal trauma that she got through and is now teaching others how to do it and i really appreciated her perspective on different things in hypnosis as well as how she takes it from simple regressive therapy to a really cosmic and it's not just in the name, like a really kind of transformative beyond earthly place that empowers you to be uh, kind of a quasi-dimensionally uh, stable person. Yeah, it's it gets interesting. Not to mention the fact that there is a sorcerer who is co-producing this episode like in the background whatever made this episode possible is the doings of a non-human potentially magical force that is described as a sorcerer shaman type 
it gets weird. It gets very weird as we keep going. I'm so glad it started at hypnosis and got to uh, just straight up like Mickey Fantasia, but real. Mm, it's interesting. Now, before we get going, if you like open loops, please do love yourselves first. Because, you know what, if you like open loops, that must mean you're full of love. And and if you like it, that means you have love. So you got to love yourself. That's step one. Step two, uh, please do subscribe, rate, and leave a review on Apple Podcasts just so we can keep getting this out there and keep going. And now without further ado, here she is, the cosmic Valkyrie, Lynn Louise Larson. Today, we have Lynn Louise from the CosmicValkyrie.com on Open Loops. Uh, my, my favorite topic, hypnosis. Uh, she is here. She is a practitioner. She leads women through the Transformation Cosmic Warrior Experience. If that doesn't pique your interest, I know it definitely piqued mine. Uh, Lynn, thanks so much for coming on. I'm so excited to be here. Um, let me just do a little housekeeping because it's probably, uh, I have to wire in outside of my office. So you okay. might hear some dogs in the background, but I'm That's sure fine. most of your listeners love dogs. So <laughs> yes, absolutely. That's totally fine. That's totally fine. Um, yeah, I'm so excited that you're here and you know what? Look, I know that you know, like you are primarily focused on sexual assault, sexual trauma, uh, rape victims, like working with people who've been really through, I mean, like, yeah, some of the most horrific and, I mean, just uh, I mean, wiring, like if, they, if there's anything that's going to neurologically like wire you, it's going through an exp in a different way that's like, can keep people stuck it's that um so here's what i'm kind of curious about but and again um you know i love hypnosis i love the the craft and the techniques of it so i definitely want to go this route but how did you uh it was like did that was did hypnosis factor into you before uh you had your experiences that like made you seek healing or was that sort of like, was that your religious, like, oh, this is what's going to help me kind of moment? Uh -huh. Like, what is your relationship with hypnosis as it relates to your story and becoming a yeah. cosmic warrior? Right. So here's the thing. Um, sexual assault. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's dear, dear to me because obviously if anyone's looked at my website, you can tell that that's part of my story. And most of the time, so that in the U.S. it's one out of five women are sexually assaulted, but that's the women that report it. There are women like me that were sexually assaulted by a good friend, a boyfriend, a husband, that never report it because they, it's a confusing situation to begin with on top of the fact that it was somebody that you love and trusted. So right. we not only leave it unreported, but we tend to try and process it on our own. So what that leads to is this imprint in our subconscious and these beliefs and behaviors 
around that situation that linger and worsen for decades. Mm. So that's mm. where I was at. And, and this is not just women, men too. I don't want to discredit, but the people that normally come to me are women, but I help anyone. Um, so how that materializes, like if you're wondering like, oh, is my sexual assault still affecting my life today? Take a look at your life. Like look at your bank account. What is, are you living paycheck to paycheck? Look at your relationships. Are you going from one relationship to another? I was going from one job to another within my career thinking, if I can just find that, then it will be the answer to my happiness. If I can mm. just find that city, always looking outside of me for my happiness. Right. And it got to the point where, um, and we can go more into the hypnosis and the way the brain works because I love brain science, but yeah, it creates these distracting behaviors from feeling the feels that just compound upon each other to a point where eventually you're going to hit rock bottom. And that's where I was before I even started like this journey. Like I was extremely overweight. I was, um, I was distracting with drinking at night. I was emotional mm. eating. I was shopping online. I was like just this compounded hot mess. And as I healed, that's when one of my mentors introduced me to hypnosis. And I saw such rapid growth within my healing. It took what I was already implementing and like 10X'd it. So you were already in the healing pro like that. That's yes. kind of, um, yeah, because some people really have nothing and then they come to hypnosis and it like does something, but that is kind of, uh, I mean, that's great that you found some sort of, um, modality that allowed you to at least feel like you were beginning to make changes. Yeah. And you know, the thing is, this is, this is my belief behind hypnosis and it's, I bet it's yours too, but Hypnosis is great, but it is not one of those magic pills that you do and then, oh, well, good. I'm going to be healed forever. It is right. very interactive, right? Like yes. you have to do your part. And a lot of people don't realize that. So when I'm, I do one-on-one -on -one hypnosis um, packages and deep healing, but I'm always encouraging people to join my monthly membership because you need that guidance to help you along the way. Yeah, well, I imagine you can't just, I mean, <laughs> I've definitely been taught by people that thought you could, like, resolve stuff in two sessions or three sessions. Uh, and then as soon as I, like, started being like, this guy teaches it this way, silver bullet approach, like, everybody was like, dude, you need to add some regression to that, because, like, there is some stuff that you just can't like it would be great if direct suggestion worked for like like i once asked someone why can't you just be like and now whenever i snap my fingers you're no longer a depressed person like <laughs> and then they're like oh, that's never gonna work it's a great suggestion but it's just not why do you in your experience with brain science like why can't a direct suggestion like that work you oh think? such a great question so it's been proven that by the age of eight, we already have our belief system about ourselves and our, the world around us solid in our yeah. subconscious. And then we just go through, 
you know, life validating those beliefs. So this is very far back. Mm. And while so like sexual assault is not our fault, there is a certain here we're going woo too. Uh, I hate the word woo. I like cosmic, but um, <laughs> it's fine. So everything's energy, right? So we have a particular brain pattern and a brain wave frequency um, that I totally believe predators can tap into and see, right? It's not just our behavior. It's our belief system. It's how mm -hmm. we, our subconscious is how we relate to the world a lot of the times and our habits. Um, so even though we didn't create that sexual assault, it definitely was a magnet to us because of our belief systems and our habits that we had around it and our behaviors. So there's a really, really strong foundation that has been built around our belief system for a very long time. Mm -hmm. And 97% of the population is walking around in the lowest level of thought, which is thinking. Mm -hmm. So they're just running on thinking all day on autopilot, which is yeah. letting your subconscious rule your world. Like it's just allowing shit to happen. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So bringing the first step that I think is really important for people to understand is that you need to become aware of your thoughts. Yeah. Because they're creating your air quote reality, right? This totally. three dimensional reality that you have. And they've been there for a long time talking to you for a very long time. Mm. when you become aware of those thoughts, you realize what they've been telling you and what you've been telling yourself and that critical thinker. And it's just gotten worse over the years, right? It doesn't get better when you're just running on autopilot. It gets worse. It talks smack to you all the time, talking you down. Yeah. So sure. like bringing your awareness to that, that's the first thing. Like you need to understand that, your thoughts are an illusion. Like what's real is your ability to think. Therefore, you can choose the thoughts that you want, you get to think. And then that's really when you can start realizing how hypnosis can help you um, begin to 10X that experience and kind of uh, reprogram some of those inner critic voices and whatnot. I do think direct suggestion helps with that. I mm. think I've done like inner critic um, guided hypnosis sessions in my membership where I take them through reprogramming those nasty snarky voices saying, oh, you're stupid or you're not smart. You know, you're not pretty enough. All of those voices yeah. and reprogramming them to powerful voices that I think direct su suggestions great for. Yeah. But resolving um, issues that were laid solid in your you know, primary years, you got to go back. Mm, mm. How and, much does sexual trauma, so is, is stuff happening in the primary, or you're just saying the predators, even if you're like, even if trauma happens, you know, teens, 20s, 30s, whatever, is still tapping into those primary year programming. And it's like directly, I mean, yeah, I could see that's like several layers of like deprogramming right. you have to address. Right. So here's the beautiful thing about regression. So yeah. 
if for me, for instance, I wasn't sexually assaulted until my first sexual assault was when I was 15. Mm -hmm. Um, but in regression, we go back to the first feeling sensory experience that we ever had. Maybe, um, the specific thing I might be working on is like, I'm afraid, you know, I, let's say somebody's like, I have this fear of success. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I get anxious when I think about, you know, abundance or money or being too rich or whatever. You take that feeling, and I'm not going to get into the technical aspect, but we take that sensation of fear mm -hmm. and we go back and back and back until we find the initial sensory experience, which was the very first time they had that particular sensation of fear. And that's yeah. normally happening between conception and eight years old. Mm. Right? Totally. So yeah. I do regression as in um, early life, but I also do informed soul and then I'm getting into past life now. But yeah. so what you're doing is you're, you're seeing these other situations, these other um, events in their life that created these fears, but you're going back to the initial one. And then we reprogram that we don't, you know, we validate the fears and whatnot, but we show them that they're able to come through, they lived, or they're more powerful. And then that kind of neutralizes that fear through the secondary, third, you know, experiences. Mm. So that they have this knowledge, I lived through it. It isn't me, you know, it's something I experienced. And we get to that point. So it's not that you re-experience or experience or that trauma again it's not part of it yeah which is really important i think for people to understand that when you do regressive therapy we're not revisiting that particular trauma i was going to ask about that actually. yeah and you don't go through it again with the yeah. knowledge with the same experience you go through it with a new knowledge mm. a new connection Right, right, yeah. I will say my uh, the late Jeffrey Stevens, who was, uh, you know, I, I did his weekend hypnosis training course. Uh, he was tough on regressive therapists, and I mean, look, first of all, like I'm not again, like he was doing some very peculiar stuff, including hypnotizing a guy that came to him to become straight. Oh, that see, was, I don't, mm. <laughs> yeah, see, so that I'm like, wow, that's controversial, but okay. Um, but, but yes, he was, he was tough and he, you know, he was tough, particularly on, uh, like Cal Banyan stuff, like the seven path. Cause he was like Cal Banyan, all these regressive hypnotherapists, they are just re-traumatizing people. They're mm -hmm. taking them back. They have to cry through it. Like, why should we be making them relive trauma. And I'm like, I don't, I think that is a myth you're telling me or yeah. a version of it. And it's, it's against what you just told me without even meaning yeah. to ask you. So where do you think like commonly people 
get this conception that like this stuff is coming from i mean i think it comes from like freud in the 80s just like in primal scream therapy like people's perceptions um but like where do you think it's primarily coming from and yeah for everybody listening that like might be afraid of the idea of regressing and revisiting something in what is publicly perceived as a more vulnerable state i.e being hypnotized hint hint folks it's not um like what would you tell them so that they don't fear this like strange like i have to relive this experience right i love this question and there's so much to unwrap and uh yes i did i'm five and seven path hypnosis calbanian yeah it's not like that at all um I think a lot of these beliefs came from the movie industry, to be honest, like television, movie, like horror films. Yes. And the first thing that people need to understand is it's not sleep and you are not in a vulnerable state. It is a very active state. You are completely aware. You have the ability to come out of hypnosis on your own anytime you choose. Mm -hmm. So when we're in hypnosis, my my sessions are a little longer because they're very in-depth, you know, like we go back and reprogram and stuff. So it will be hour and a half, two hours. And I've had clients say, um, I need to go to the restroom. Come out, go to the restroom, get a glass of water, come back, go straight back in. You are aware of everything that is going on and you have the ability to come out, to vocalize, you know, if you're uncomfortable, anything Mm. like that. It's not scary in any way. And everyone that I've ever done hypnosis with have such amazing results after that they're like, when's my next session, right? Because the the method that I use is five session packages. Um, Mm. And so like, in this particular five path method is really focused on going back, making sure that slate is clean. So it might take one or two times for me to do that. Then you go through other processes like forgiving yourself, forgiving others, all that kind of stuff. I also, in my mind, I really, what really super lights me up is informed soul. So I like, pe- I like to take people back to their soul state, their incarnate state. So they can have these downloads for their higher purpose. So I was going to ask about that. That sounds like yeah. very a, a little cosmic, but I'm it's very curious so what that means. Right? <laughs> yes. So here's my whole thing. Yes, I help people heal and rapidly recover from sexual assault and trauma. And that can happen really quickly. Like I want them through that within the first four months of my membership because my true dharma why I am here is to help people step into their true and higher purpose, their dharma, their understanding and the message that they came here to share, heal, and help others transform. Mm. And a lot of people go, well, oh, is that like, so I have to have, like, I'm going to be a healer or I have to be a doctor or whatever. And I'm like, no, 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 no. Higher purpose, you could be a podcast interviewer right you can be a waitress or a bartender it doesn't matter you but a lot of people when you're in a wounded state when you are in victim you can't step into your purpose because you don't have the ability to 
focus on anything outside of your self. Like you're so focused on your external circumstances and the turmoil you're in that you can't see why you came here. Mm. So, so I normally do not do my, um, I don't do my informed soul or my five path method on people that haven't already done some established work. So if somebody comes to me, I, we have an interview process, see where they're standing and all that, because you have to have a certain capacity to be able to step into this work. Cause even with other five path hypnotists out there, my, I'm really deep. Like I go, hence the name cosmic Valkyrie. Like I Mm. want to really establish some, serious aha stepping into their power because we all came here to create. Yes. And we have that ability. And like I say, you know, I'm in this world, but I am not of it. Like you have the capability to do anything, but a lot of people, what keeps them trapped is their own mind. Mm. Do you take people then that aren't like I mean, is that part of your active interview process before you take on someone? Because I can imagine someone might just come to you and be like, hey, look, I just need this stuff cleaned up. I know what my career path's going to be, da 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 And I'm sure, like, on one level, in some of those people might not even have the framework to think that they could have this kind of cosmic expanded existence. So I'm sure like you're able to tap into that, like a a skilled hypnotherapist or hypnotist usually is able to at least like, even in an introductory, like discovery call, open them up to that. So like, I'm sure there is that, but I also wonder like, would you ever turn someone away that was like, I mean, I don't know, turn them away, but if they were just like, no, 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 I just need like, the car repair. I just need the repair. I don't need this higher path stuff. I just need you to like deal with the trauma. Like, because it seems to me that like you could do that, but what's jazzing you up is the expanded potential. Yes. So what I do in those situations, because I have a great network of other hypnotists that practice the same method with different purposes behind Mm -hmm. it. So, and I have one, uh, have a set, you know, like of people that um, work with more elementary, I, I don't know the term I want to use, but you know, like maybe that are just starting this journey mm. so that they can work with them or ones that might be like looking for something. I have a girlfriend that does a lot in past life and she got me all excited about it. But if somebody came to me today and was like, I want to explore past life, even though I'd be capable of doing it right now, it's not aligned with me. So I would suggest, okay, well, why don't you check her out? And then if you ever want to take this deeper, come on back to me and we can talk about, you know, or this is where a lot of my, so in my membership, this is where I go really deep with helping you dig into that meat so that you can expand. Yeah. Because I'm not your typical, like, I, I'm not like a life coach. I'm not, I right. am like super deep. I like, I'm more like a drill sergeant. I'm not a cheerleader. And I'm like, we need transformation. So the people that come on and work with me, I, my objective is let's get this going fast and furious. 
Wow. I was going to say, I mean, you would have like, it would be like healtraumanow.com if it (laughs) was that case. Like you have the cosmic Valkyrie, which is like speaks to mythology, speaks to like, like a little bit of like superhero, a little bit of comic book and like, like people that are seeking you out, like they have to know that they are going to go through a transformational journey. Yeah. Uh, And that's really like that name just, oh, when my husband and I are driving down the road one day and I was like, that's it. Because I am, I, I, I don't really use the term spiritual because it it still kind of has that dogmatic attachment to it. I like cosmic because we're so much bigger. We are so much bigger and even cosmic sometimes still seems limiting, but but I have this vision of like like I I train cosmic warriors like that's who my team is that's who my members and my membership are. Like, yeah, you go out there and get it. You're not afraid of the meat. Like you know, I'm gonna equip you with every tool that you need and every armor, and then you just bust up down the doors. Like I got a message from one of my members. I think she's been in my membership for about three months and she went from complete struggle and attachment around her experiences um, with sexual assault to she like posted today she's like I just manifested 57 or fifty seven hundred dollars out of nothing and I'm like boom you know it's like I tell the members I do have men in the membership too but I tell them um you know you can healing doesn't take time it just takes intention and a willingness to let go. Mm. Right, right. And, and you know what? I want to like to close the loop on uh, the question of, you know, like, like what is the transformation like for anybody out there that's like, is she going to make me have to relive this stuff? Like you're oh. saying that, yeah, because I want to make sure that like people understand like it isn't necessary to you have processes in place so that you're giving like higher awareness to events that happen without necessarily reliving them oh yes that is really big for me here's my thing i'm gonna ruffle some feathers here yeah let's hear it i want the controversy talk therapy is archaic and it's on the way out. It's like designed by three-dimensional thinkers and we're not in the three dimension anymore. We're in the fifth dimension. And Mm. so therefore telling your story is keeping you in your story. And there are people like us out there that understand that you have to let go of it. So anyone that works for me, we do not go in the story. We do not tell our story. We do not visit that story because it's pointless. The whole objective is to let, it did happen to you. It Mm -hmm. is not you. Let go of it. We're moving on. So nobody that I ever work with, do I ever ask, what happened to you? I don't need to know your stories because the past doesn't exist. And that's really where I launch off of. It doesn't exist. It's gone. The only place, the only part that exists is right now. Even two seconds ago when I told you the past doesn't exist, that doesn't exist anymore. Totally. totally. So every moment we have the ability to make, we have the ability to choose the direction that we want to go. Then this all starts with the choices that we're making. 
Mm. And the first choice that you can make every moment is I'm not going to tell my story. And that's where I really, like, I just did a podcast on this myself. Like so many people talk about moving attention. And I talk about that a lot because that's the first place to go is to gratitude. When you're feeling crappy, um, unloved, like lonely, any, all those lower vibrating emotions, move your attention to the things that you're gra grateful for. But what people don't know is that's like the way to get you to a higher vibration. Yeah. What you really need to do is when you're at that point where at that higher vibration, start rewriting those stories, not from the past, but who you want to become and become that person right now. Wow. Wow. You know, I, I think, yeah, no, that's pretty good. And you know, it's like, I think about this all the time when it comes to, uh, well, I, and, I, and I won't uh, give specific examples of this with risk of getting political, but like, what are people using Facebook for in social media? Like the political landscape, dropping the, here's what this politician did today. This is what this person did. And the more I see that buildup of just like anger, 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 it kills me, Lynn. I'm like, oh, but at the same time, I'm also like, and I also know if someone's going to just start posting like positivity quotes all the time too, I'm like, this doesn't feel real either. So in general, I don't think social media actually speaks to the soul, um, but also like it seems to be overwhelmingly negative lower vibration i mean how do you should people just just like i know we met through facebook but like <laughs> should most people get off facebook like what is going on with culture and lower vibrational states so yeah i watched a documentary on this the other day other day and it was just mind-blowing and you like you're not seeing the same stuff i'm seeing and nobody's seeing the same stuff because it's so specialized is that The Social Dilemma on Netflix? Yes. Did you watch that? Yes. Oh, my God. Crazy, crazy film. And I'm going to be completely transparent here. I can't stand social media, but I also understand that the women and men that I want to help are there. Right. So I'm there. And even on my profile, it's 100% public. I still, on my profile, everything that I post is to help people have a new perspective, maybe see things a little differently. Like it's just out there to help others. That's what my, I don't have a free Facebook group. Right. I don't do any of that. I just um, am there to serve. And so that's what I utilize it for. If any of my clients comes to me, the first thing I tell them, if you have physical pain, kill your newsfeed. Because there's this app, Kill Your Newsfeed, that you oh. can go on. I did it three years ago, and I have never turned back. I wow. also am very conscious about, um, like, I can go and I can look at people. Like, my members, I'll go in and I'll, like, look and see what they're posting and what yeah. other people are posting. But when you kill that newsfeed, it will not come up on your computer. The first thing, it just comes up to your homepage. Then you can, or, you know, to a blank page, and you can go to your groups or whatever. Because wow, I'm going to do that, I think. I know, right? <laughs> yeah, that's great. That negative information that you are absorbing daily, if you are running on autopilot, adds to that negative thought pattern, that fatigue. And those we know, it has been scientifically proven that when you are in that brain set 
it is releasing toxins and hormones into your body. And that creates illness, chronic illness. Wow. You know, it, it, it just can take over your body. So a lot of people that come to me have digestive issues, have, you know, chronic illnesses, and they're experiencing physical pain. And that's always, whether they do it, I, I don't know, but that's always my first recommendation. Turn off, kill your newsfeed. Yeah. Because you're so bombarded with negative information. How are, how do you, and how much time you spend on the phone or your Facebook, how, how are you supposed to change your brain set, reprogram your subconscious if you're still eating up every day the negative thought patterns and content that is out there. If you truly want transformation, shut it off and start focusing on what's inside you. Yes. Wow. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, first of all, I just came up with like a million dollar hypnotherapy angle that um, <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to tell the world about like, I feel like there needs to be social media hypnotists, like people that are like, if you want to cleanse your brain of the dopamine, like targeting negativity that these companies are bringing you, like call Greg and have a three day <laughs> package <laughs> where I will reset your brain to pre-social media abundance. Um, right. Or can they, can you do it? Think about this. You want to, because you know, you, I hear about these children. I don't have children, but I hear about these children that get so angry when their parents take the phone away from them. Now mm. the peak age for hypnosis is 14 to 21. Think about just like non-smoke, like I don't want to smoke anymore. What if you could take those children? Because that generation is paying for all this. Yeah. The suicide rates among 10 to 14 year olds is like, yeah, it's awful. It's just horrifying. But what if you could do hypnosis for those parents if their children are willing to program them so they don't spend time on their phone anymore? Wow. That is, right? I think that's huge. I think it's that's gigantic. huge. I'll Maybe support you in it. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we shouldn't release this episode. Someone's going to steal this. Do not steal it. <laughs> This is Greg Bornstein, copyright open loops. I, I don't know. Um, I think yeah. there's, there's probably enough that it's, there's enough clients for that to go around. I know. That's the thing in general. Like this work is like, you can never have too many because we've got so many. Mental health is, uh, it, yeah. Everybody needs sessions with someone somewhere. Mm. <laughs> Even talk therapy, but you don't need talk yeah. therapy. You there need is therapy. a place. And I don't want anyone to think that I am replacing mental or physical um, professionals. If you have a diagnosed illness, you must seek professional help and yeah. don't go off medication or anything like that. And there is a place for talk therapy. And it's yeah. really like, it got me to a place where I was able to deal with the trauma that I had experienced, but it never took me deeper. It never, like, I would always leave feeling, this is it? Like, I thought I was supposed to feel good. I thought I was supposed to be happy. Yes, yes. And the deeper healing comes after. And this is the thing. You are working at the capacity of your capabilities. 
everyone is. So this means you don't know what you don't know. You can't heal and have total awakening and awareness from where you're at. You need somebody to lead you. Mm. Yeah. Right? Totally. So most of these people have been told therapy is the only answer. That's what I was told forever. But the fact is, if you think that way, it's keeping you in your struggles. Yeah. And therapy isn't the only answer. And that's where I really want people to understand there are so many options. And I'm not everyone's cup of tea. Definitely not. But if you're still struggling, get out there and start looking. And if you're cosmic, you know, ask for some guidance, ask for somebody to put somebody in front of you. And like, if you're listening to this, maybe I'm not somebody, or maybe this podcast is that somebody like you spread great fun. I've been listening since we talked, I've been binge listening. Oh my gosh. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. It's so much fun, but yeah, it's all about, you know, you, you can't do this alone. I couldn't do it alone. And I, I'm going to have a mentor for the rest of my life. As long as I'm on this planet, I want to be expanding as much as possible. Wow. Wow. Right? So I, I have one and I always will. Cause once you start this journey, you never want to stop. Yeah. And I was going to ask about like some of the, you know, I, on your website, you talk about how you're combining ancient healing, Mm. fitness, nutrition, and subconscious reprogramming. Uh, How does that all fit together? Right. So a lot of people are like fitness and nutrition. What? So here's the thing. People that have experienced sexual trauma have unplugged from their body. They don't have self-worth. They don't have a love for their body. They shame it. They hate it. And so coming back into it is a really vital aspect of this healing process and understanding how precious this one body in this one life we have, like this is it. So ultimate goal, Mm. Self, 100% self, self-acceptance. That means loving and trusting your body again. So I, I'll, I'll bring you back into your beautiful, awesome, strong warrior body. But then we learn how to move it again, how to take care of it again, knowing that when we hydrate it, it's out of love and respect for our body. When we love and respect it on those levels, then it performs well for us. So that's why I have fitness and nutrition in there, right? Subconscious reprogramming, got that. Ancient healing and wisdom. So That's the one I want to know more about. Right? So we, um, we dive into crystals, astrology, numerology, or herbalism. My husband's a chef. He's a holistic chef, and he knows a lot about herbs and all that kind of stuff. So he partners with me in there too. He also works with a sorcerer, like you hear the word shaman thrown around a lot, but this man is truly deeply a cosmic sorcerer. Wait, you got to go into that. What does that mean? (laughs) What what is a sorcerer? So he's like a true shaman. Like he, he heals, he can't, he's on this earth to help with the magnetic pole switch. But (laughs) I like to say in jest, we always joke, but his sidekick 
is helping others. So my husband, yeah. our personal mentor, which is um, DX's uh, brother-in-law, Brian was introduced to him, my husband, because my husband was experiencing grandma seizures with epilepsy and oh. they were quite bad. So he started working with uh, DX and he's been um, free of seizures for I think over a year now it's fantastic but wow so he works energetically with him through dream time what oh my gosh this is the interview I've been waiting for I'm like I love it schedule another interview about this <laughs> dream time what yeah. wait yeah. a minute wait a minute what so, in the world is he in your your is your husband is this like happy freddy krueger stuff is this what we're talking about like is he in uh, his dreams or is this <laughs> yeah it's very deep yeah 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 tell me a little it's bit about energetic this. so he we have this it's called candle work where you set up these he gives you a certain configuration certain colors certain herbs and water and and then you so you configure that in a safe place in your home right. that allows him to come in energetically and cleanse and do whatnot. And then at night he lays with a bowl of herbs and stuff underneath of water underneath his bed to help facilitate him coming into the dream time. And, and it starts out, he's been doing this with him for quite some time. So it's very, um, at first it seemed like very literal, like he was coming in because he's expanding, right? Like he's breaking Brian's, wide open as far as his cosmic abilities and whatnot so at first it's like baby steps where yes he was in it he was like helping guide and like channel you know like no you gotta go you gotta do this we're gonna do this whatever yeah. but then it turns into more we stopped talking about it um probably about six months ago because it it leaves the three-dimensional reality in which we perceive life around us right so now his dream state is much different the one thing that i really um like to dive into in helping others and the membership and all this is dream time because it is such a huge tool in our existence here yeah that we need to tap it like if you're not tapping into your dream time and downloading at first i start since this is super deep i like to do this so at first I say, you know, it's your subconscious. You're getting messages from your subconscious, right? People yeah, of that course. Want to dip their toe in. But for people that are deeper thinkers, I'm like, no, it is your second. Like, like I say, we are in this world. We are not of it. We, this is just my physical body. I am so much more than this. And sure, my subconscious is like my reptilian brain, but I am a cosmic being. And when you're in dream time, it is your cosmic self working to help you facilitate the things that you desire and that you want to have here in life. Yeah. And being able to tap into those messages, just like we look to spirit animals, angel cards, whatever it is that you're utilizing here, your dream time is way more powerful. <laughs> hey, remember at the beginning of this interview when you said you were into brain science? Yeah. <laughs> 
This is totally now. Look, I, I'm very interested in this dream time because, like, wh- when you're telling me that you guys were having conversations about it six months ago, like, just to get and you don't have to go into the specifics, but just so I have something tangible here, does that mean like he would turn to you and be like, Hey, Lynn, you know, tonight this is what this dream experience was for me. And I can definitely see that this is where, uh, you know, this sorcerer was interfering. Like, were these the conversations you were having? Like, how did he know? So, yeah, when it first started, because it was, we had known about DX, but it wasn't until one day when I told my husband, hey, you need to bring this to our mentor so because he'll be able to help. And he was like, you, you have to make, you have got to get on a call this isn't, this is something that's way above my pay grade and it's something you're experiencing. Yeah. Um, like it, it can kill you. But so we're like, Oh, okay, we're going to do it. We are all excited. And, and um, so he prepared and all this, there's preparations and a consultation call and all this. And it took some preparation and it's not just like, there's so much more than just the dream time that he does. And eventually He's just around us all the time because I'm part of this. He's here with me too. Right. But, um, so in the first, you know, like the first couple months, uh, we'd wake up and I'd be like, Ooh, what was it about last night? Like, what was the dream about? How did he show up and whatever? Yeah. 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 I can tell he was this man and he was doing this and he would kind of guide him, like say stuff like, what is that over there? And then Brian in his dream would turn and explore, you know? So it was a very literal thing Yeah. and he was there and then it would, it progressed. Sometimes he would come with these spiritual helpers in there and, uh, and it was very easy. Like he'd be like, and then this would happen or this. So it was very like three, like I always say, like this three-dimensional life that we think is real, which is all energy, right? So it was very picturesque. But then it quickly began to shift. My husband, um, he's incredibly expansive. And I was aware of this, although he wasn't. And that was one of the reasons why he's being held back. Uh, He came here huge. Like uh, he's a huge being that came here but was keeping himself small. So his expansion during this has been so rapid. It's been amazing. And then wow. about three months ago, I took him I to, through the five path method. And of course, um, when I regressed him, he was like, I'm going to go back to conception. Wow. <laughs> I mean, that wasn't his choice. He was just like, this is when I first experienced discomfort. And I was like, yeah, I love when that happens. Cause I, that happens often, but I'm like, boom, he knew exactly. He was like, this is where it is and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So it's very like, not, he, he's the shaman isn't like forcing him in direct directions. He's there as a guide at the beginning. Interesting. Do you, do you like, I mean, you know, as as someone that, you know, I I deal with the tension of skepticism and belief on this show all the time. So here's my question. Like, could this, could you call the sorcerer be like, hey, man, last night, that was a great experience. You got to be, you pointed me to places that this guy's like, yeah, 
you like that? <laughs> like, like, could he just sort of be like, yeah, that was me for any experience? Or has he ever been like, have, has your husband checked in ever? I don't know if those are the terms no, of this uh-uh. relationship. No, me too. Okay. It's, it's evident. Yeah. So after the consultation, it's just known like he's, and this, the groovy thing is, is that I feel him. Like I feel him in our, he's, he's, he's not, he's incredibly expansive. Like he is a being that came here for huge purposes, right? His energetic transformations and healing that he's done. Like he's helped people heal from cancer, right? Like stage four cancer or whatever, but, um, you don't like him and Brian, we're connected now. There's no reason to get on the phone or call or it's, would he ever do a podcast? I know he's kind of technically doing the podcast. No, uh-uh, no. You want to do it? What? No. Why can't we get the sorcerer on? I That's all I dream of. <laughs> right? But there's uh Wait, he, is he a human? A purpose. Is he a human being? Yes. But oh, what do yeah. you think? Dot, dot, dot. Dot, 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 dot. <laughs> I have never, like, we've never met him in person. Ever. But here's the way I perceive him, right? Because everything is interpretation and perception. Everything. Yeah. Right? Everything is an interpretation. So this is how I interpret him. A shape-shifting cosmic being that isn't here with us all the time. What? He might be embodying a human form, but he's not necessarily always in it. And he can be in more places. He can be in all places at once. And that's not just here on this planet Earth. What in the, does this man have a, look, I don't want you to. And he's not the only one on the Earth that is like this. Does he have a website? Facebook, Instagram? (laughs) These people don't have those, right? But think about this. Jesus existed. Yeah. Jesus most likely had these same types of powers that were perceived different because of the dimension in which people were living at the time. Wow. Right? Yeah. No, I've definitely thought about Jesus as this kind of classical magician. Like, like there is that sort of belief out there, especially in the New Age community um, or the spiritual community, cosmic community, yeah. um, about, like, Jesus being this a shaman, essentially. Yeah, being exactly. Yeah. Than just, like, a, a rabbi or a, 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 yeah, I mean, a prophetic figure, obviously. Um, so wait a minute. And Lynn, I know this is like, <laughs> this is definitely an offshoot of the work you do, but you still deal with dream time. So that yeah. it's related. Um, out of curiosity, like if this sorcerer doesn't have a website for the casual listener tuning into this, like how would they get in contact with the sorcerer? It happens in divine timing. So this was like, you weren't seeking this out deliberately. It just kind of. Yeah. What? Is there. 
<laughs> I know, right? But it's not. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of this that is way above my pay grade that I can't explain. I can only tell you my own interpretation of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, but. Does it happen at a coffee shop? No, no. I don't think that people, I think, you know, um, somebody with my mentor, I think found a shaman through, you have to probably be, I don't know, like, I don't know what level of enlightenment you have to be at. I, maybe just be open to one coming in and then it will. There've been books written about, um, like there was a series of books written about this particular sorcerer's um, own like he was an apprentice to one too, right? I was going to say, this reminds me of The Way of the Peaceful Warrior, Dan Millman. This reminds me of, I mean, obviously, and there's disputes about how accurate the Carlos Castaneda books are. Okay, so that those are really hated, um, but that those books were um, based on DX's. Uh, wow. Yeah. Mentor, based on yeah, his mentor. His mentor, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, no, the books are, the scholarship is debated. The, the truth of, uh, you know, Carlos's their, uh, experiences is like disputed and there's a yeah, whole lot of controversy yeah. about that. But I do believe there was a Don Juan character he met. Um, and that was DX's mentor. What? Oh my gosh, this is so fascinating that you're like connected to this stuff. Everyone <laughs> is connected though. I've been right? yes We're all connected we all have the capability to connect to this it's just are you willing to let go of your attachment to what you believe to be true mm. because all you what you're what so many people are walking around in is I see this therefore that is truth right where there is just because you see something doesn't mean that it's, it's your own interpretation of it. Yeah. Wow. And your own capabilities, right? So this really, like I was recently three weeks ago in an extremely serious car accident. Oh and, my gosh. and I got out, whatever, but you know, the doctor's like, oh, weeks, this, blah, blah, blah. You're going to have grudges. It's going to be like the worst case scenario. Right. And I got home from the hospital and I was like, watch this. The body has an amazing ability to heal. And when you are in the proper brain set, when you are working from higher awareness and happiness and know that joy comes from the inside, you're not releasing shit into your body. Beep, beep that out. And right, right. Your, body, your body has this amazing ability to heal very rapidly. So what they were telling me was going to take months, I had conquered in a matter of a week. It's because you align and know that you have the power to, com to do anything right. and create anything, right? If you allow other people to dictate your beliefs and your circumstances, then this whole conversation that we've had probably is going way over your head. Mm, 
whoa, do I feel personally attacked? I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but what I'm saying is like, you yes. have to crack it open somehow. So I cracked open the lid, right? So now yes. you're gonna be like, oh, what more? Like, what more is there? No, I definitely was like, oh, I'm talking to this like kind of like, you know, experimental hypnotist lady today. <laughs> and then like, it went so like DX. I'm like fast. I'm got, like going to be Googling DX and I won't yeah, find anything. Yeah. What the heck? Like, who is the sorcerer? There's sorcerers among us. Like what? Um, One woman in our group asked. So is there somebody that I can find, like, does DX know somebody in the UK or whatever? And our mentor was like, yeah, uh, he'll just look it up on sorcerer.com. He's like, no. And the wow. whole concept here is like, why do you need to find one close to you? Because they're energetic beings. One could be living in India and help you the same way that one could be living in you know, Iceland, whatever, like it's all energetic. It's there, there's no time and space, right? It's just, we're all energy. How can you tell the difference between like a, a shaman and slash sorcerer that like has good intentions versus someone that is just like a charlatan? Mm, that's a deeper conversation. And <laughs> have you been there my, before? Above my pay grade, but really? I do know they exist. You know, there are people that are not, they're not good. They're like, uh, we were talking about, have you ever seen the movie, The Serpent and the Rainbow? I've never actually seen it, but I know about- Watch uh, it. It's like the real life it. zombie story. The guy from MIT that like- It's that, it's real. It's real stuff, you know? So, and people play around with that stuff and it's, it's not good, right? I was going to say, you're in upstate New York, right? I am. I'm I originally gonna... from Athens, Georgia, but- I'm in right. I was going to say, what do you think it is about upstate? Because, you know, in light of The Vow, that HBO series about the Nixium cult, um, <laughs> I just feel like I've talked to people who are upstate New York. There is some like spiritual stuff going on. And especially now that I know that, like, I mean, look, the Nixium cult obviously was a mm, sex ring that was uh, not really based in like full integrity spirituality at all but there is sort of like a draw about upstate in general that has this kind of like spiritual like like does the sort i bet the sorcerer has a lot going on with the grid up there <laughs> I wonder. well you know i didn't really know much about where i i live in the finger lakes um and i wasn't really tapped in when we moved here like to what was happening here or what was going on yeah. Um, but I do know that right close to the town that we live is a ley line. Mm. So that's an energetic point, right? And I don't know about this documentary or this cult you're talking about. You so know Nixium? Oh, gosh. Nixium. It was like a whole... It was kind of like a Tony Robbins-esque uh, pyramid kind of scheme. But the idea being that this guy, I think his name was like Keith Rainier, um, was this like guru that everybody wanted to take classes with. And he created this thing called ESP. I forget what it stands for, um, but using ESP as like the acronym. Um, and, and there were classes teaching people kind of like landmark forum, kind of Tony Robbins-esque stuff. But as you got higher in the cult, the women 
who are close to him, specifically Allison Mack, who was on uh, Battlestar Galactica and some other shows. There were so she was serving as like a chief recruiter to bring women into this women's empowerment inner circle that involved trading secrets, collateral, branding, like putting like like a cast iron with Allison Mack slash Keith's initials into the girls. And they would be essentially be like sex slaves. Yeah. Like, like that was like the like Jeffrey Epstein. Yeah. I'm, yes. With a spiritual bent. Right. With a like, and it was upstate. There were retreats up there. It looked like it was like a f- adult summer camp, essentially, with a spiritual thing. But the guy at the top was just like underground bringing in attractive women to like have sex with them and have this dominant relationship. It was like really. Was it over by Al- Albany? Oh, maybe it may have been yeah yeah that's Nixon, like there was, about two three hours from here but that i would imagine because that's a very vast area to be able to get away with that stuff yeah yeah i mean it was a uh, the the vow which is a uh i don't know how many parts it is at least i've watched the first four on hbo really goes into the story uh, but I know there's some podcasts about it. It was it was big, especially because there was like a celebrity component to it. Right. Too. Like there were like people from Hollywood that were talking about this, these teachings. And right. yeah, it's very dark. But it made me be like, what is going on upstate with all this stuff happening? Like, I don't know. Oh, I also New York is huge. New Jersey, I feel like there's a lot of like cosmic kind of conversations happening, like paranormal conventions and whatnot. So I think the tri-state in general just has a variety of experiences for people that want to seek them. But um, I was curious how I was. I haven't, you know, COVID going, so I haven't really connected a lot. Um, But I think it's, we gravitate towards each other. I want to, I want to um, see some UFOs. I've heard people up here believe in them. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Well, <laughs> it sounds like the sorcerer might be an alien or yeah. at least. Well, you know, uh, people ask me like, do you believe in the aliens? And I'm like, we all are aliens. We came here from somewhere. We're here in this one body and then we leave somewhere. Like nobody is a native on earth. Oh my gosh. Now, now that's, that's interesting. Oh right? my gosh. So your work is, I mean, do you feel like you get to that level with people? Like do, do people walk away becoming a cosmic warrior do they actually like like when they're done going through your mentorship program going through uh or your sorry there is no done Uh, so okay (laughs) so if people i mean do people walk away and they're like okay now i feel in touch with the universe i am a cosmic being like do you have that level of like engagement with people if that's where they want to go and then here's the thing too, like, um, I can't be everything to everyone. So uh, sometimes they might move into a different direction with a different mentor to tap into different things, right? Right, right. So like, as long as like my membership goes on, as long as you desire to be part of it, it builds upon each other every month, right? And then I have um, deeper masterminds for people that really like, so my membership is really healing a lot of combining those aspects, but then the bigger, um, mastermind where I have a, you know, a handful, two handfuls, maybe 
of people that really want to go there with me that want to expand to that level. So sometimes they might be um, with the membership for you know six months or a year and be like, I'm ready, let's do this. Sometimes they're like, oh, forget that. I wanna go deep right now. Like this is what I'm looking for. This is where I'm at. This is what I'm already able to create. I wanna go way deeper. Wow. Wow. Yeah. When you, uh, you know, one of the ways that you <laughs> piqued my interest in this interview anyways, uh, at the beginning, you were like, Greg, I do hypnosis very differently. Um, <laughs> can you speak to that a little bit? Like, like, what is, you know, like, what does that even mean in your mind? Um, without, well, giving away the trade secrets, but at the same time, like, I do want to kind of know, like, like what is going to be the difference between seeing you for a session versus really seeing anybody else that might practice like five path, seven path, or any form of uh, hypnotherapy. Right. So seven path is self-hypnosis, by the way. Oh, okay. So right, right, that's right. one thing that you're introduced to in a five path session. If it aligns with you, then you um, can learn how to do self-hypnosis on your own, which is seven path. And that right. goes quite deep. Um, so Here's the deal with not all hypnotists are created equal. And personally, I would never say, yeah, just go out there and find a hypnotist, especially when it comes to regression, because this is so different than anything else out there. So um, for referrals or anything, I'm always open to helping people find them, whatever. And it's definitely not something that you have to do in person. Um, and, and I personally really like working remotely with people. So that's automatically different, but um, yeah, because I like the idea that they're in the comfort of the, their own home. They can pick their own crystals, their own, you know, chair, whatever, that they're there safe and secure and feel, you know, like just really comfortable. A lot of people um, have asked, can you hypnotize somebody as effectively on Zoom via Oh, yes. A lot of people have asked me that recently. Yes, definitely. But you have to have a good hypnotist to be able to do that, right? Yeah. The other component that is very different for me is I'm straightforward and transparent that I work with people that understand they have a soul, mm. that they did come from somewhere, that they are cosmic, that this is like one part of them, but not all of them. They're who they are right here in this form. So a lot of hypnotists might not address that issue, but you in order for me to be really effective, you have to align with those beliefs. And then... I dive deep, like I'm not afraid to explore, you know, outside of this reality, this, what you've created in this life, in this world, to understand mm. how you can show up more in your own experience here. So, so it's not even just past lives, it's like parallel lives and multiverse right. kind of stuff. Yeah, and my whole belief around past life regression is not that you are exploring your past life because we are all one. Mm. You are exploring a life from the past that is relevant to your experience here right now. Oh, that's unique. Yeah, okay. Right? So it doesn't, like, I know Abraham Hicks and stuff says, you know, past life, like we don't want you focusing on the past anyway, so don't focus on it ever. Um, and my thing is, is that we are all one. We all come from source, divine, whatever you want to call it, God. I don't 
care what you call it. Um, and so therefore, when we tap into it through hypnosis, uh, that gives us an ability to download the messages from other lives and other dimensions that are relevant to us today. So it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be a air quote past life. It could be an experience in a different dimension that's happening simultaneous that you need to learn from and take from and understand here. Wow. So I can do age regression and I think there's a lot of, I think in this whole process, that's the first step. But for me, it's not the last step. Like I want to go deeper. I want you to completely understand. So when we talk about the women and men that are working with me on a deeper level, this is part of that program, understanding and taking them to these places where they then go, oh yeah, I'm cosmic. I wow. am more. I get it because I've connected to it, right? So that's yeah. where the deeper hypnosis comes into play in those sessions and with those group of people that already know, let's like, they come in going, let's go there. Let's go deep. Let's do this, right? Yeah. And when people wake up from the formal sleep or the trance or whatever it is that you're bringing people in uh, do you typically it must you must work in trance i mean you must bring people into uh do you ever not though do you ever have like eyes open like you know i mean i i can't imagine you i mean some people could but usually helps to have the eyes closed yeah they have their eyes closed and everyone has a different experience mm, okay okay right? So yeah. it depends on your journey and how you process information. And um, some have, you know, guides that come in. Some have the ability to talk directly. It all depends on, you know, where, where they are in the process and how deep they need to go. Because once again, it's all about divine timing. You need to be ready to hear the message. Um, so it's, it's what message you need to hear in that moment. Yeah. If I came to you and I was like, hey, Lynn, I want, I want these divine guides to speak to me. Like, I'm not sure they're there, but I want you to point me to them. Like, could you even work with that? I could, because I think that there is a willingness to know and um, the ability to look past your own beliefs once but there would have to be a progression. And I think that's really what the five path for me brings in. It brings in the knowledge that yes, I am more and I come from more in this physical body. So cleaning that slate, like rebooting that belief and then allows me to go deeper. So I wouldn't take anyone into the deeper hypnotic journeys before five path. And for me personally, I don't always take on that role of the five path hypnotist. Mm -hmm. It depends on the person's personality. That is when I really refer people. Like I'll be like, okay, let's 
I'll refer you to so-and-so, or I check one of these three hypnosis, um, hypnotists out to see which one resonates with you more. There are some that are super deep that I can do and I take on that journey, but I really like going deeper. Yeah. Like that's what I'm good at. That's what I'm on this earth to do. I'm here to, you know, really tap in. Yeah. Yeah. And when so, people wake up, do they have access, you believe now, to things that they didn't yes. before? Yes. So they'll wake up. And of course, I have notes and there's a whole process to this so that when they come forth, they are continually reminded outside of hypnosis about these messages that they got. And then I also have been taking notes so that I can, when I check in, I can remind them. Sometimes um, I'll do a little Voxer or a voicemail for them that they can keep and record so that they can hear them, right? Because my voice activates these messages for them on a deeper level, mm. right? But they also hear the voices that, you know, they bring this message back. And so when they come out of it, you're still in a hypnotic state, a highly suggestible state, as we like to call it, for you know, 30, 40 minutes. So we will sit there and communicate even while they're in that suggestible state about their power. I will have them repeat things to me to really get it solidified. I will go through, you know, the messages that they downloaded. And then after we, you know, I let them go back, then they have these really solidified messages and I'll get, you know, DMs and stuff from my clients that go, oh my God, I have seen this change with my relationship with my mother because now I perceive her differently because of the way I downloaded Informed Soul because we can find, you know, people that we made contracts with to come here, what we're supposed to learn from them. So, oh, I was having challenges with my mother, but I realized, you know, in our Informed Soul, it was to learn patience. Yeah. So I'm much more patient with my mother and the messages that I'm getting from her are so much more valuable to me. Yeah. Right. I mean, look, this is like really, whew, this is great stuff. I'm like, the the uh, the escapist in my brain is going like, could I work with Lynn, have her hypnotize me, and then actually be able to see angels in waking <laughs> reality? Like, that's what, that's like the mission I want. Now, that said, like, yeah, you could do that, like, just visual hallucination stuff, but, like, that would be kind of freaky. Um, I mean, I don't know. Does it ever, has any... Ask yourself the deeper question, why do I want to see angels? Right. What is that doing for me? What would that validate for me? Oh, that's a good question. Who? And how can you validate that now? Without Oh, now that's good. That's good. That's a great question. I am good at this. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you are, Lynn. Lynn Louise, the CosmicValkyrie.com, as well as you have a podcast uh, yeah. where you talk about all this stuff. It looks like it's available at on all the major platforms. I mean, we'll definitely re uh, we'll we'll put the links for those. The Cosmic Valkyrie podcast. Uh, where else could people, you know, like keep following up and and even having like a like what is that the best introduction to your work or? So I will say that my podcast is geared towards um, the first steps. 
So yeah. it just started, I think I'm on episode 23, but I downloaded not long ago that in order to help people transform on a, help transform more lives that I needed to start a membership. So I started the podcast so that I could reach more lives and help more right. people. And right. then I, um, I'm gathering and going to launch the membership. I, I got my founding members and now I'm going to launch it probably in January. I'll open the doors up January, February, but I have a wait list for that. So you can find that on the cosmic Valkyrie.com. But, um, my podcast is really geared towards the first steps to bringing awareness into your life. It, as I go, I'll build on it and get more cosmic-y, right? Yeah. Like, I'm not talking on my podcast about this stuff. <laughs> yes, you store, have that, exclusive. Right? Your platform allows me to really open up and talk about this stuff. Now, in my membership and with my clients, I talk about this stuff. Yeah. But I don't want to come straight out of the gate on my podcast and scare the hell out of people. <laughs> right. Like, what the hell is she talking about? Like, you know, oh my God. But my members know about my husband and I working with the shaman. They know about our mentorships. Our, um, like, we have a completely, um, our lifestyle is very geared around all those four pillars that we mentioned earlier, ancient healing and wisdom. Everything that I coach is a huge part of the healing process and up leveling that as you go and using these things in a stronger way. Yeah. I really want to hang out with you and your husband, honestly. It sounds like yeah. the food's pretty good. <laughs> like <laughs> when he's home cooking, he's a chef, right? So <laughs> yeah, I'm like, what's going on up there? I'm coming upstate to hang. Yeah, with you guys. should get him on the. Uh, we should have him on an interview. His his perspective is, of course, much different than mine. His interpretation of things, and he's really in the. He's really into the ancient healing and wisdom. Yeah, he, we got to get him on. That would be awesome. Yeah, he studied the classics. And he's taken a lot of that, brought that forward, but also like the deeper meaning of stuff. Wow. Yeah. Love that. He's Love super that. fun. He's very quiet, but he has a lot to say. Wow. Wow. Yeah. And you clearly, I mean, look, you definitely have a lot of profound things to say about all this stuff. I mean, I highly recommend as a, um, yeah, if, if you want that other perspective, the, the beginner steps, I suppose, to getting to sorcery and dream states, <laughs> check, check out the Cosmic Valkyrie Healing the Power of Your Mind from Lynn Louise. Uh, on, on Apple and Stitcher, Spotify. Again, we'll link to it. Um, all that stuff. And your website. I mean, I'm excited for this mentorship launching uh, or this membership service you're doing in January. Um, yeah, I definitely think you are, you're doing some very fascinating work. It's very riveting Thank to me. I, I market, obviously, to sexual assault and trauma. But really, this work is for anyone that wants to heal and expand. So I yeah. encourage you know, there's, uh, if you get on the wait list, then you get, you know, when the new podcast comes out, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And everything you're doing, all that yeah. stuff. Totally. Awesome. Lynn, Lynn, 
thank you so much for coming on Open Loops today. You definitely uh, expanded my mind. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I appreciate you going into some of the more out there stuff. Like, very grateful for that. Yeah, I got a lot of it. We'll have to do it again. Absolutely. Thanks Absolutely. for having me. Sure thing. Sure thing. Take care. We'll definitely have you and or your husband on again soon. And uh, yeah, I, I everybody check out the Cosmic Valkyrie. Perfect. Perfect. This was different, right? It was like if Quincy Jones produced Michael Jackson's thriller, this DX co-produced this episode. D, thank you. Also, are you the one that's like haunting my dreams recently? My gosh, how many daddy issues do I need to go through in my subconscious mind at night? Hey, look, thank you for co-producing this. Also, thank you, Lynn Louise Larson. Uh, I definitely need to have your husband on the show still. Uh, I, I love that there's such a magical family in upstate New York, of all places. Uh, yeah, no, she, she's clearly doing some really interesting work. Check out the Cosmic Valkyrie as well as her podcast. And hey, we're going to be back with a lot more magical things coming up soon. Have a good weekend, everybody.